Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool. It's not cool. We are here to talk about this past week in wrestling, which means we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver 25. We're going to talk about New Japan's Best of the Super Juniors finals that happened early this morning. And I I guess there's other... I'm not sure if there's other stuff. There might be other stuff in wrestling. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Wrestling continues to happen all the time, Owen, it turns out. Really? It's what they tell me. And it's what it seems to be. So, you know, I guess we're going to have to talk about it. But we're also going to talk about it with everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash shows it online. Check us out there. We are monitoring the chat and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. I'm tired. So am I. What's up? That's all. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Um, you know what next week is? No. E3. Oh, okay. So, video games are happening. Is there anything you're looking forward to? Nah, not really. What? I have not been paying attention to, like, modern video games at all, or really following anything that's going on. I don't really care. I'm interested to just be excited and see what happens. But, John, the the best video game is going to be revealed. Okay. Animal Crossing on the Switch. Yeah. Don't you air me? Animal Crossing is amazing. If it comes out, it comes out. I'll, I'll care when I see it, but I'm not going to get like excited and hype and being like, oh man, all this crazy shit's going to happen. Like, whatever. I'll, it'll The I, things will come out, and then I'll watch it, and I'll go, oh, that looks cool. Or I, I won't. I love Animal Crossing. It's my favorite Nintendo IP. Well, it's unfortunate for you, then, that the only video game that will ever matter ever again comes out on the 28th. What? No. You know what I said. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about Mario Maker. Well, that's because you are a criminal. I'm going to play it. I just don't give a shit about it. You're going to hell. No, I'm aware. I'm going to remake all of my bad levels from Mario Maker 1. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get the sequel to Donald's Dungeon. Are you going to put slopes in it? Yeah, I'm going to put some slopes in it. Nice. In hindsight... You know what? Maybe that maybe that level wasn't such a good idea after all. You think? You think? Look, I'm just saying, I didn't know that he was actually going to get elected when I thought it would be really funny to put Trump 2016 in coins. This is your fault. This is all your fault. You did that and it made people vote for him. I kind of feel like it a little bit, so you know what? You're not helping. He'll turn. But yeah, uh, you you uh, you know what the other game is? I'm excited about. I mean, the secret with it is though, if you go and if you try and get the coins, you die because you just fall into a pit with spikes in it. I wish that was what happened if you voted for him. Wouldn't it have been nice? Yeah. 
But John, you have another game I'm excited about for E3? No. Doom Eternal. Oh yeah, sure. They're making another Doom. Yeah. They're they're making another Doom. Hell on Earth. Double barrel shotgun. I don't know. I'm just I know that game's gonna be awesome and I will play the shit out of that game, but for some reason it's like, yeah, no, they're they're making another Doom. I'm excited. I don't know how you're more, not more excited about it. I love Doom. Because Bethesda. They're not going to make like Doom 76 or something. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Bethesda's been a pretty shitty publisher lately, and I don't trust them to not try and put some shit in there to fuck with Doom. They'd be real stupid to do it. But Bethesda seems pretty stupid. Hear me out, John. Put out original Doom on iOS and Android. What about put back out Doom RPG? That too. Doom RPG was fucking awesome. Put Doom RPG on phones again. You fucking cowards. I mean, they did the Fallout Shelter thing. Now they should do a Doom thing. No, I don't want Fallout Shelter, though. I don't like that game. No, but I mean, a mobile thing that comes out the day of the conference, and that being Doom RPG. But I also don't want Bethesda to do that, because have you played either of their other two mobile games? I played Fallout Shelter. Well, let me tell you a little secret about Elder Scrolls Blades. Bam. You, know, you like timers? Oh, dude, I play Clash Royale, I love timers. Well, you'll love Elder Scrolls Blades, a game, an Elder Scrolls game with a million timers. Oh man, I gotta check on my uh, Clash Royale thing. Hold on, let me see. God, fuck you. What? What's that weird Archer game that they make? Like Archer the TV show? No, like they make a, a Clash Royale looking thing where you have where you play as like an archer. And it's kind of an action game. I watched my friend play that, and it seemed uh, okay. Uh, Brawl Stars? I don't think that's what it's called. I don't know. There is a similar thing that Supercell put out. That was like an action-y game. It doesn't matter. I'm still playing Clash Royale. The game's good. Yeah, I'm aware that you're bad. Eh, whatever. Don't whatever me. I will whatever you. Goddamn criminal. What about Xbox? They're going to put Game Pass out on the computer. That's nice. Now here's a question for you. So they're putting out this thing that's going to combine Game Pass and Xbox Live. Why are they calling it Xbox Live Premium or Ultimate and they're not calling it Xbox Live Platinum? Oh, they're not calling it Platinum? They're calling it Ultimate? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, why is it called plat what, Platinum? Oh, it, I under... Okay, yeah. Discord's real fucked up tonight. I can, You keep breaking up like hell. Yeah, Discord's a bad app. Don't know if you know this. It's better than Skype, man. It's true, but still. Anyway, point being... Yeah, they fucked up. They really should have called it Platinum. I know, Right there, it's you gold. call it Gold. It's easy. Xbox oh. Live Silver, Xbox Live Gold. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, it's so stupid. I'm so mad. 
Anyway, the PC stuff should be interesting because Devolver is involved. I like Devolver sure. games. I do have, you heard of, have you heard of Hotline Miami? It is a video game. Have you heard of Hotline Miami too? No, no, I'm good. It's a less good video game. There's a bunch of other Devolver games that I've really enjoyed. That's another thing I'm looking forward to is the yeah. Uh, yeah, Devolver man, press conference. They have the Devolver sale on, on the Switch right now. Oh, what's on there? Uh, All their shit. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna check that out. I mean, like, you know, not every game, but, like, all the games that they have on the console, except for, like, maybe, like, I Hate Running Backwards. I hate running backwards. Like, yeah, they got, I don't know, I, I bought, uh, what did I buy? I, bu- I bought Not a Hero, again, because I can't find cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about getting Katana Zero, but I probably won't. I think I might get Ape Out and, uh, what's that other game? Oh, yeah, uh, Ape Out's cool. the one I was thinking of, the recent yeah. one. Yep, Ape Out, and uh, there's another one. They have another cool-looking one that's like, you play as like, a, it's a Metroidvania where you play as a cat. <clears throat> as a cat. Is that, is it Gata Roboto? Yeah, that one. Yes. I saw that, and that looks great. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Devolver's good. I can't wait for their press conference. It's gonna be stupid. It is gonna be stupid. Rest in peace, Dave Lang. Take it from us too soon. No. But also, fuck Dave Lang. Also, fuck this. You you said we were going to do a short episode. Why are we talking about video games for 12 minutes? Because why not? Also, one last thing. Are they going to show Windjammers 2? Yes. Goddamn right. Can't wait. Am I going to care about Windjammers 2? What? Probably not. What? Why not? Because... You can't improve on perfection, Owen. You say this. They already made the perfect game. Data East made the perfect game in 1994, and it is called Flying Power Disc Windjammers. But John, what what if they find a way to make it better? I'm just saying, I don't think these weird French dudes are going to make it better. I'm just saying, I didn't think they could make a game better than Sonic 3. They somehow did it with Sonic Mania. So, I'm willing to give it a shot. Man, are they going to announce any Sonic things? Probably. I'm going to assume no. I'm going to say yes. And it's not going to be anything Christian Whitehead is involved in. Well, fuck that, number one. Two, I I bet they saved the Sonic stuff for uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I think it's going to be... I think they're going to... Announce like the new the new Sonic team thing. What could it possibly be after that abysmal Sonic Forces? Sonic Forces wasn't abysmal. Uh huh. It just wasn't good. It was bad. I did not yeah. play it. Yeah, you didn't play it. I played a lot of it. How is the car- how is the OC that you made that I cannot steal? I have, like, five OCs, thank you. Fuck off. Well, you gotta beat all the missions as Fuck off. each each character. You gotta level up the character Fuck to, the, to the max level. Fuck off. Oh, and I gotta get the, I gotta get the, the in-game achievements. 
They give me more things to customize my OC Do Not Steal with. I have one last thing to say before we move on to news, John. God damn it. The Sonic game that they announced at E3. Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, the video game. Let's go. Developed by the people that made Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. Yes. And also, they didn't have time to change the model. It's the old Sonic. Also, bounce pad. Also, teeth. Teeth tech. No, it's another podcast. Fair enough. Let's go on to the wrestling news. Hey, John. What's up, Owen? Our first news story is right up your alley. I should know. I put it on the notes. Talk to me about Lucha Underground Season 5. Yeah, so I uh, can't find where the interview is. Actually, give me one second. It's on my phone here. I can I can actually find what the source is. I know I saw it earlier, but I don't remember where the actual interview came from. Um, point is uh, to talk to PJ Black about what's going on with uh, Lucha Underground. And he says, it's fucked. Something called the Dells Show. Who knows what that what the fuck that is. But basically, yeah, uh, he revealed what's going on or, you know, what he knows about what's going on with Lucha Underground. And apparently in this, I didn't know. Maybe this was public knowledge, but hey, it's new to me. So maybe it's new to some of you out there. Um, so the ownership of that show is really weird because so MGM owns the rights to the show. Mm-hmm. But the rights to, like, make the show or something like that. Here, let me let me see. So. MGM owns the rights so they can like technically bring it other places, but the LLC that has most of the ownership of the show somehow, I don't understand how, is still owned by El Rey Network. Yeah, it says about right. So it's basically MGM probably wants to bring it somewhere else to be like, hey, we can do this show, and El Rey Network's like, fuck no. Well, but they're not going to air it. Well, yeah, because, like, they're barely on anything. But they apparently got taken off of a lot of uh, cable net, uh, cable providers. Good. Fuck them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would have been nice if this channel succeeded. They had some good ideas. That From Dust Till Dawn show seemed pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, incidentally, uh, fun fact here, uh, you know what the biggest show on, uh, El Rey Network was? Lucha Underground. Yeah, it was, actually. It was even bigger than the From Dust Till Dawn television show that they did. Damn right. Which is why they canceled the From Dust Till Dawn television show. And, and now Lucha Underground's canceled, too. Well, well, you know what? In fairness, uh, El Rey Network's, like, basically not a thing now. Good. So yeah, this show isn't coming back. Yeah, it's the just, contracts were fucked up. The contracts were fucked up. So good rents to Lucha Underground. Look, if they could, like, actually give a good contract and do, like, it right, then yeah, I would like to see Lucha Underground come back, maybe, hypothetically speaking. But also, they'd have to do, like, a complete reboot, basically, because fuck they the fourth season. Everyone. Yeah, they, they lost, lost everyone, everyone and fuck the fourth season. Fuck the fourth season. They made Jack Swagger the champion. Fuck him. They sure did. 
the last ever champion. Think about it. No, I'm good. Hey, John. What's up, Owen? Is that it for uh, Lucha before we move on? Yeah. What else is there to say? It's dead, but we knew that already. But now we have a little bit of extra info that I didn't know. That's good. Uh, Tell me about what's going on with Ring of Honor this past weekend. Yeah, this whole story's stupid. It really is. I don't know. So basically, the story that's going around is that, like, there's this guy on Twitter. I'm not even going to look up what his name is, because I don't care. It's stupid um, name. He went, he apparently went to the two uh, shows that they had in Washington State uh, that Ring of Honor did this weekend. Um there was apparently an incident where the allure was out there and he was jawjacking at the Velvet Sky. And apparently he was brought backstage where he was given a talking to by Bully Ray mm-hmm. for his behavior and, and things that he was apparently saying uh, and was sent then was sent back to his seat and basically told, go back and be a fan. So... This whole shit is weird on its on its face, and like it's yep. kind of confusing as to what happened because like you know there are a bunch of people saying that no he was actually saying some really fucked up and shitty things and he deserved to be kicked out, uh, and other people saying that no actually he his story mostly checks out and like is kind of confirmed by some people. Like honestly though, at a point it doesn't really matter if dude sucked like. I don't know what the dude said, and I don't really care because there's no way we could really verify it unless someone had, like, an actual fucking video of what he was saying and what he was doing and, like, fucking weird shit, like, whoever it was in the lore that was, that said he was, they, she was looking at them with evil intentions, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, the point of all this is, no matter what he was doing or saying, you know who should be handling this? Not the fucking wrestlers! You pay security for this! You don't bring someone backstage and fucking intimidate them like fucking Bully Ray would do because he's like a fucking vicious-ass motherfucker who doesn't care. I think he cares. Yeah, he cares about the fact that the man was saying bad things, allegedly saying bad things about his girlfriend. Yeah, really vile shit. You know what else Bully Ray cares about? People, people in being involved in shows at Madison Square Garden that aren't supposed to be involved. Yeah, except he knew, though. Did he actually know? I bet he knew. I don't think he... The way... We saw the way he was, he was dealing with this. It, it didn't seem like he knew. And he would not play along with this shit. Because fuck Enzo and Cass. You say that, and yet he seemingly fucking brought a fan backstage to intimidate them. Yeah. We don't know what he said. It doesn't matter what he said. That's the point. You're a fucking wrestler. This is, like, completely unprofessional. This is completely fucking, like bad, this is why you have fucking security to throw him out. 
if yeah. that's what he did. You don't fucking get involved. He did mention that he he fe- that you know reviewing the situation that security should have just kicked him out instead of what happened. Bully Ray did admit to this. But you know what the biggest problem with what Bully Ray did, though? What's that, Owen? Is that, you know, he, he did this intimidation with this fan. But the problem is, he did it alone. Yeah! There's no witnesses, so whatever happened in that situation is the fan's word against Bully's word. It and sure is. we honestly don't know which one to believe. No, we don't. And that's why, like I said... I don't ca- I honestly don't care what happened because like there's no way we could ever verify it and like I don't trust I don't have any reason to trust that like anyone in particular is telling the truth. Mhm. But but me personally I would lean more toward Bully Ray even though he did not handle the situation correctly. Why? I- He's a fucking asshole who fucking says a bunch of shit all the time. Yeah. But also, he was defending his girlfriend. And also, you and I were at a Ring of Honor show. We've seen what those fans are like. Those fans are fucking awful. They're fucking awful, but, like, I'm sorry. Unless, like, he actually tried to, like, put his hands on them or something. Like, I don't know what he could actually... What this fan could have actually said that, like, a fucking wrestler can't fucking handle unless he was saying like something so vile and so crass that like, but again, if he was doing that, why would you give him a chance to stay? Why would you not just say you're gone? I were not fucking dealing with you. Like that's what makes his whole situation fucking weird is why would you yeah. intimidate someone and then just be like, go back? Like, yeah, I don't know what I honestly don't. I, I, I think though that if the fan, was kicked out, the situation may have gosh even worse. Because then the question is, oh, you know, what what about free speech? What about being able to you know say what you want at a wrestling show? But it's still an issue of that. Like it doesn't it doesn't change that because he was fucking like allowed to stay. Like if you're go- that's what I feel like is if you're going to like make that obvious stupid straw man, not that I'm saying you are, but I, but I agree with you. Yeah, there are definitely people that would do that. But like if you're going to make that stupid, obvious straw man, then like you're not the kind of person that would notice that like this is the you can make that exact same argument about this situation. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, for me, it doesn't really matter because like at the end of the day, if he really said something, if Bully Ray and Velvet Sky and all these and the wrestlers are not just being thin-skinned assholes who didn't like that someone was, you know, maybe making comments about the fact that, like, she and Bully are fucking. Like, if he said something that was actually really vile and really over the line and really obnoxious and he really did deserve to be kicked out, he should have been kicked out and security should have handled it. It's not the job of the wrestlers. You're fucking professionals. Do your job. Yeah, security's bad, too. You have to remember that. Because security did not handle the situation at the Garden well, either. I think they need to hire better security. Potentially. But, you know, for me, I would also argue that maybe that has something to do with the fact that maybe security was in on it. I don't know. That... Seeing how that guy interacted with the show the entire night, it seemed like he was oblivious. 
Seemed like an idiot. The thing is, and this is, I guess, where I will come at this all from to sum the whole thing up. Yeah, the whole thing's fucking terrible. Are you surprised? It's a ring of honor. Yeah, ring of honor is a trash fire. Yeah, this just continues to be like ring of honor just fucking sucks. Yeah. Every time I think, every time I'm reminded of their existence, I'm bummed out. Remember when it used to be like a, a like one of the top tier wrestling companies? Yeah, like remember when like it got on Destination America and we were actually excited to start watching Ring of Honor and like we covered it for a few weeks? Mm-hmm. Sure do. Bad. Like I saw I, I saw one of the matches they announced today of like fucking Flip Gordon's gonna fight Roosh at some show soon. And like, and one part of me was like, oh, that actually sounds like it might be fun. And I was like, oh, but it's Ring of Honor, though. Yeah, they're kind of toxic at the moment. Yeah, everything about them is toxic. That's a bummer. I hope New Japan finds a different company to work with in North America. It would be nice, wouldn't it? I don't think it's going to be AEW, though. I honestly don't think it's going to be anyone. You think they're going to be able to hold their own in North America? I don't think so, but I think they're going to give it a try. I mean, they're doing the G1 show in Texas coming up. Yeah, and it hasn't been going very well for them, is what I've been hearing. Really? Yeah, that's what I've heard is like, yeah, the ticket sales haven't been great. That sucks. That's why they've been like announcing a whole bunch of people for it, like Liger and, and stuff like that. I would like to go to it if I had the money. Sounds like a fun time. Yeah. I mean, hey, maybe if they have a certain person show up. Me? Yes, but no. Oh. Who are you talking about? We'll we'll talk about him. Okay. Uh, Also, Trace in the chat says, Ticket sales... It have indeed been poor, much like the Cow Palace show last year. Really? The Cow Palace show didn't do that great either? It looked like it it filled up very nicely, but I guess ticket sales were just slow. It's interesting to me that, like, New Japan is seemingly having trouble, like, selling out a bunch of shows. Like, you know, G1 Supercard, they fucking, like, it seemed like they got that up pretty well, but, like, they're having trouble selling them in these other places, whereas, like, who would think that, like, a fucking, their UK show would be doing as well as it is? Like, they've sold over 5,000 tickets. That's pretty fucking impressive. I think the problem with the show, or why the MSG show sold out so fast, is because it was during WrestleMania weekend, and a bunch of Mm. wrestling fans were there, and people who go to WrestleMania weekend have money they want to spend on wrestling. That's the thing about wrestling fans. They love to spend money. You're not wrong. Like, that's why StarCast exists around AEW shows. So, yeah, I, I think just because it's a random, like, it's like around the 4th of July even. So, you know, people really don't want to travel around then. And it's just randomly in Texas. Like, I'm not sure. And not even cool Texas. This is in Dallas. I try not to name the place because fuck Dallas. Name it and shame it, Owen. Come on. Fuck Dallas. Yeah. Not Bo Dallas, though. He's cool. 
Is he even alive? Yeah, dude. B-Team exists. Prove it. He tried to get that 24-7 title. Prove it. No, I'm not, because we're not doing that. All right. Then let's not prove it. Let's instead talk about this past Saturday's wrestling event, NXT TakeOver 25. Oh, and did you know that there was a wrestling show on Saturday evening from the town of Bridgeport, Connecticut? I think I say Jeddah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> There's a ferry in Bridgeport that goes to that goes to Long Island. Yeah, and I've taken that ferry because it goes to where my grandma lives. So why weren't you at the show? Because I didn't have the money for it. Fair enough. Owen, I gotta say, I really do, that, like, it's very interesting to me how, when we were, last week's episode, we were just so bummed the fuck out, like, after we, you know, we had that great Double or Nothing show, it was really exciting, it's like, well, clearly Vince has gotta do something, he's gotta do something to actually show that he, like, was paying attention and is taking it seriously, and he doesn't care, where this... Is one of the worst Raws and a mediocre as fuck SmackDown. Uh huh. He learned nothing. He didn't give a shit. If anything, I feel like this weekend and to a lesser extent, 205 Live this week, uh, proved one thing, and that's oh no, there is a war. It's just Hunters fighting it. Goddamn right it is. Why do you think Cody destroyed the throne and not a Vince McMahon prop? It's true. The, the, he knows. That's why it was Triple H who made the comments about AEW at the Hall of Fame. It's been known. It's Triple H versus Cody. Because I will say, he fucking brought it this weekend. Holy shit. This is one of the best takeovers they've ever done. If not, potentially the best takeover they've ever done. Yeah, and unpopular opinion, and I, I'm not sure if it's fair or not because you know we're more familiar with the NXT talent than AEW talent. I think this was a better show than Double It or Nothing. I agree. I don't. I don't. That, that's not an unpopular opinion here. I absolutely agree. It was a better show than Double or Nothing. Like you know. Say what Good. you exa- exactly like you said. Say what you will about the fact that yeah, we know the NXT talents way more, and like they actually had the ability to like build up stories and tell stories and get us invested in things in a way that Double or Nothing simply couldn't by virtue of like its weird distribution. But yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you that NXT Takeover top to bottom was a better show. Yeah, it was a more interesting show. It was a better wrestled show. Did it have like? Did it have Cody like a moment like Cody and Dustin? No. Did it have like better matches overall? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh huh. Like top to bottom, I think every match delivered on this card. Absolutely. Like, I mean, for God's sakes, like, can we fucking talk about the first match that might have actually been the best match on the show? If it wasn't for the main event, I'd say yes. I think that. Even with the main event, like you could really make a strong argument that Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong was the best match on the show. It was, for me, it was that perfect classic NXT moment of 
like, here's an opening match, like, say, fucking Tyler Breeze versus Finn Balor. Or, yeah. or Sami Zayn versus Cesaro from Arrival. Like, mm-hmm. this is clearly the opening match, and it's going to feel like the opening match in the sense that, like, it's going to be kind of, it's going to be definitely shorter. It's going to be like a warm up thing to, like, get you invested in the show. It's going to be really exciting and really good, but it's also going to kind of feel in some ways like, hey, we're also holding back a little bit because, like, you know, the show's got to have a build to it. It's got to go, go somewhere. And, like, we can't get you, like, all fucking freaked out and hyped up in the beginning. Like, because then it's just going to make you feel like, oh, man, no, these other matches that came after it weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Somehow, they were able to do that and keep it that way while also having, like, a fucking incredible match that, like, holy shit, I can't believe some of those fucking strikes that happened in there, or some of those sequences. Like, that sequence when fucking Strunk just had, like, Matt Riddle up on the ropes and just, like, kept fucking, like, running at him with all these fucking strikes and those elbows. Like, holy fuck. That w- I looked at that and was just like, I would be dead right now. I would actually be dead. Yeah, this is my kind of match, because, as you know... From New Japan stuff, I love strong style matches. Like I love hard hitting, I love that kind of stuff. And this match was nothing but that. And they just beat the shit out of each other while also telling a really good story. Like having Matt Riddle like constantly like having to deal with those ribs and like selling them and having to figure out ways to get around that. Like the fact that he fucking uh, you know couldn't hold in the bro mission all the way just because Strong was you know working the ribs and he couldn't get a good hold on him. So he fucking does his, like, weird fucking pile driver into a goddamn, like, neutralizer out of nowhere. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I love how they adjusted their movesets. Like, that's the theme of the whole night, really, is people adjusting their movesets based on selling, which was awesome. It was so well done. It really was. Like, proving once again that, yeah, maybe he's not, like, super great on the mic, but, like, Who? the bro man. I mean, he says he says what he needs to say. He says, bro. Yeah, but then he'll often say things that are not just bro, and it's not great. How about he doesn't do that, but he just says bro? I would appreciate that. He's a Pokemon The point now. being, yeah, he's not completely there on the mic, but, like, holy shit, yeah, he is, like, there is a reason that they are fucking building him up to be the guy that takes down Cole, I feel like. Yeah. Because he is fucking fantastic, and he's excellent, and he fucking deserves it. And Rod Strunk, like, for as much as I would still consider him the least interesting member of the Undisputed Era, uh, fuck, he's great. I'd put him above uh, Bobby Fish. I still really like Bobby Fish. I like Bobby Fish, too, but I think Strunk, especially with the stuff he's been doing, you know, kind of breaking away from the Undisputed Era and then coming back, he's been really good. I still just think that, that Bobby Fish is a more interesting and better talker than Strong. Yeah. Strong Strong is still like that's you know, like we said in the in the best of podcast uh for last year. Like Strong's true talents are that yeah, he's still totally a smarmy stupid dickhole, but like now that works that he's like a smarmy stupid dickhole in this group of smarmy stupid dickholes. Because he gets to be the ultimate, like, dumb, shitty lackey. And it's great. Yeah, he's perfect. I'm so glad that they kept him with the Undisputed Era. Yep, because here is a match where, like, 
they prove that, oh, yeah, no, he's not just some dumb, stupid lackey. He's fucking talented as shit. Damn right. You you know what they call him, and by them, I mean me. What's that, Owen? The King of Strong Style. I mean, I'm pretty sure I came up with that, so... When? Yeah. I have 100% said King of Strong Style somewhere. I don't think you have. I feel like I have. That is such an obvious joke. I know, that's why I'm like, I don't think we've said that. Why has no one said this? Whatever. Point is, it's property of this show now. You cannot steal. Oh, and I like Rod Strong. That's what matters. Goddamn right. This was the match to solidify that. He's so underrated. I also, I also like the Fatal 4-Way. The Fatal 4-Way ladder match? Yes. Uh, I liked most of this. You know what? I even liked the weird part of it. What's the weird part, Owen? Where, uh... What's his name? Jackson Riker? That's the part I didn't like. I don't know that I'd call that the weird part. I'd call that the expected part, because of course fucking the third member of the Forgotten Sons is going to get involved. No, but the weird part was him like just staying in the middle of the ring and just like not letting anyone climb the ladder. That was weird. It's it almost like Gunnar is not very good. It's, it's like the, the Forgotten Sons aren't very good. You know what? I'll I'll say... To their credit, and you know how much this hurts me to say it, but I will give the Forgotten Sons some, at least one little bit of credit. Wesley Blake is still okay. Yeah. This is a reminder that, you know what? Yeah, actually, Wesley Blake was a good wrestler. Like, he's, I don't think he's as talented as Murphy, but like, you know what? He could go. He, he held his own with Blake and Murphy. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's doing this. Yeah. Also, uh, Trace is, like, freaking out. Why is that? I, I don't know what he's freaking out. I said Apparently I said something. Did you say Uranus again? I may have said Uranus again. God damn it, Owen. Every time. Whatever. Yeah, the Forgotten Sons are still bad. That's what but I'm saying. But you know saying. who's good? Uh, Montez Ford? Everyone else in this match, yeah. Montez Ford, he's fucking awesome still. Oh, he says, uh... Oh, Trace was actually freaking out at you because you were signing with the Forgotten Sons. Oh, okay, fair. But you know what? Again, I'm not siding with them. I'm saying... Wesley Blake is good at wrestling. I wish he was doing anything else other than this. Mm-hmm. The other two, fuck Gunner, go back to TNA. Uh, hopefully that doesn't exist much longer. I mean, it doesn't exist right now. That's why I want him to go there. Fuck. You want to go back to the past instead? Yeah, with- basically. Yeah, I don't want the Forgotten Sons. I still don't. As I was saying, though, Owen, luckily, everybody else in this match was really good. Montez Ford is super fucking talented and really athletic and does really cool things. Like, that fucking, you know, clear there are other spots here, but, like, I mean, come on, that fucking ending. Like, where he just appears out of nowhere on the ladder. Is that the first time that that spot has actually, like, led to a victory? The jump to the ladder? 
I think so. Like, that's the most shocking thing, is that the spot where he jumps onto the ladder and punches someone off actually led straight to the finish. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Angela Dawkins even got to look cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, I don't think that they were... I think they were definitely one of the the lesser elements of the match. But, like, hey, Danny Burch and, and Oni Lorcan had some neat spots. They threw that fucking ladder. Man, the spot where people were, like, diving out of the ring while... I can't remember who were holding the ladders. It might have been uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I think but so, yeah. I can't believe no one jumped off a ladder to the outside. It would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and you want know, to know something interesting about the the Street Profits in this match? What's that, Owen? It was their first ever takeover. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? Angelo Dawkins has been in this company for how long, and this was his first takeover. He's never been on a takeover. And his first one, he wins championships. Cool. You know what? Couldn't have happened to nicer guys. Yeah, absolutely. I love them. I thought Undisputed Era were going to win this, and so did I. Winning is and huge. honestly, I still feel like they kind of should have, especially after fucking shouts to a real one like Kyle O'Reilly, like legitimately died. That's every match he's in, though. Yeah, but this match in particular, like his fucking back, just getting completely wrecked on every single ladder. Fucking uh, that stupid power bomb. That whoever in the Forgotten Sons did knocking fucking Bobby Fish off the ladder into him and knocking one of his teeth out. Yeah, this seems like Kyle Riley. It's fucked it's, up. It's fucked up, but that's what Kyle Riley does. He does fucked up. Kyle Riley, I love you. Don't die. Did you see that picture of him in the hotel room the night before? No. Uh, apparently got the uh, steak and. They gave him plastic utensils to cut it with, so he just was sitting there on his bed with the steak in his hand, just biting it. He's a, Sounds he's like something Kyle Riley would do. He's a ruthless motherfucker. He doesn't give any shits. I love Owen. him. It boggles my mind that Kyle O'Reilly basically died for our sins, and yet Bobby Fish was the one in a sling. I have a question about that. Yep. He was not in a sling during the match. What happened? So... The two things that I heard... Um, one, the thing I heard was at the show, like, yeah, he kind of, like, tweaked something, but he, it seems fine. It doesn't seem like it's much. But what I had also heard was that, like, oh, maybe, like, a week and a half or two weeks before TakeOver, he hurt himself at a house. He hurt his arm at a house show somehow. Can he stop getting injured, like, constantly? So this might have been a lingering issue. He's constantly getting injured. I know, he just came off of his fucking... Breaking his leg. And he had an injury right before that, too. Oh, and... I don't want to say it. But I'm gonna say it. Bobby Fish is old. Yeah. He's old and he keeps getting hurt and he needs to stop getting hurt. I like Bobby Fish. I like Bobby Fish, too. You leave Bobby Fish alone. He, he can't, because he keeps dying. Speaking of people that keep dying, if maybe just on the inside. Look, everyone, it's Tyler. Man. 
Tyler didn't have a big entrance. He didn't have a big entrance, and he came out wearing all black. That was. It. He had a seasonal residence, though. He did have a seasonal residence. That's right. All he didn't have a selfie stick. He didn't have anything. It was really. He had bummed. his phone. Yeah, but it, it's if he's me NXT Tyler, he should have the selfie stick. He should have brought yeah. it back in the fuzzy boots. I just don't understand the look that Tyler Breeze was doing. It did really confuse me. It, it looked like it was something thrown together because this wasn't planned far enough in advance. I guess. Or him trying to say, oh, I'm a veteran now. I'm coming back. The old gunslinger. It's like, no. We just want NXT Tyler back, please. Yeah, we just want the old you. We want you to be cool again and fun again. We want you to be what Velveteen Dream is now, because he's a better yeah. version of you. He's look, Velveteen Dream is Tyler Breeze after they learned all the mistakes that happened with Tyler Breeze. Yeah, the dream is magnificent. But you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say that this wasn't the least interesting match of the night. But fuck off, this match is great. Yeah, I like the the part where they're at the table and uh, Dream was taking selfies with Breeze's phone. I like the part where Tyler Breeze is just... He can fucking go. He's still... When you give him some fucking motivation, he's great, and he can fucking still go. Like, I'm really excited that he's, like, full-time on NXT again, because, like, there's so much that you can fucking do with him, and he's, like, a legitimately fucking talented. And, like, I hope they actually start leaning more into him, like, being that fucking character that he was. Yeah, like, that's... I'm saying, because, that was the know, biggest news coming out of this was the post-match interview where he said he's back full-time. Which, if you know things going on outside of the wrestle, outside of the wrestle show, makes some sense. Oh? Uh, apparently he just opened up a, uh, a wrestling school in Florida with uh, former NXT man uh, Ty the Ten Man Taylor. That's cool. Yeah! It was good for him to spend time down there. Exactly. Not like he was doing anything on the road anyway. Exactly. Until Fandango comes back. Well. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought that this match was really fun and really good. And man, Breeze, Breeze can still fucking go. Yeah. And the dream is still the best. And Velveteen Dream is still Velveteen Dream. Like, you know, it's... I would also say that part of the least interesting, you know, part of this is that, like... As we've kind of said in the past, Dream is someone... Like, Dream's kind of a simple wrestler. He he does that John Cena thing. He does it really well because he has, like, a fucking, like, legitimately good character. But, like, he is... He wrestles in that Cena reign style that I talk about often where it's like... His stuff is pretty simple. He doesn't do a lot, but he will he will step his game up depending on the opponent that he's with. He rises to the occasion of his opponent. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tyler Breeze is in a similar place, but less so, which I think puts a ceiling on this match. I would agree with that. 
I think it was still really good. I think they did like some great shit with it. I mean, the way that they both did like the fucking unprettier, that was really fun. Real good uh, shit. That was I don't know. He's not he's banned from NXT. I wish. You can't make that joke. I'm I'm not allowing him on on this discussion. Okay. You could talk about him in in raw. I don't know what that is. We'll get to it. I like this match a lot. That's all. Yeah, I agree. I was really bummed out when Tyler Breeze hit the beauty shot and then Breeze rolled out of the ring. And I was like, oh. You mean Dream rolled out of the ring? Whatever. They're the same person. That's the point. That's why they took the selfie together. Fuck. Make them a tag team. Sure. Hey, John. I do still kind of wish that fucking uh, Breeze won the title, but you know what? Fine. Yeah, uh, Dream needed it more. I don't think he did. He's the young talent. They got. They got. They got to keep building him up for whoever's going to take him down. Or it might be the Rod Strong. I mean, I'm just saying what you could have done is yeah, have do exactly what you said last week of put the title on. On Breeze, have him be a transitional champ to put it on the Rod Strong, and then, well, who you gonna put it? Who you gonna put up against Adam Cole? You put the Bro Man. No, you put Dream. Put the Bro Man and Dream triple threat. Let's go. No, because you put Dream and then have Dream lose to him, and then the Bro Man wins. Okay, and then that's you can fair. do the and then you can do the Bro Man and Dream again. No, you send it, you call the dream up then. No, no, never, never. You you don't do that. What the fuck? Did you not learn from Tyler Breeze? Did you not listen to this conversation we just had? Everyone floats up to the main roster, John. No, we don't all float down here. Apparently, we do because of the rumor of who's getting called up soon. Which is who's super that, fucked. Owen? Did you hear this? Because it's super fucked. No, I actually didn't hear this. I don't know what you're talking about. The two top champions. Again, they're, do, they're doing this shit again. They're, they're thinking gonna... of calling up Adam Cole and uh, and uh, Shayna Baszler. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. They should call up Shayna Baszler. Yes, but they shouldn't call up Cole. Like, no, they absolutely shouldn't call up Cole. That would be fucking stupid. And especially if you're going to call up Cole without the rest of them. What the fuck are you doing? Well, yeah. But I will say they should call up Shayna, not because not because I'm not worried that they won't ruin Shayna. Of course they're going to ruin Shayna. It's going to be fucking terrible. But also Shayna's the fucking best and the greatest, and she's basically done everything now. She could run SmackDown. Like I don't know what else you could really do with Shayna at this point. Yeah, SmackDown's women's division is dead right now. Shayna Baszler would totally revamp it. Absolutely. And I think that she would... Hey, she's a fucking perfect foil for Bailey. Let's just go there with it. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, I think that they have the perfect way to write her out because, like I was saying last week, they're starting the story of check out our cool new heel, Io Shirai. She heal. I think she's a cool tweener. I feel like she's gonna fully turn at some point. Still, 
That'd be good. There's, I feel like this is a slow burn in turning her into asshole motherfucker gonna beat you to shit with a kendo stick and fucking drop a chair on you because she's mad that you beat her. Huh. It's some heel shit, that's all I'm saying. It's just, you know, fuck Shayna. Oh boy, I seriously hate what Trace just said. What did Trace say? Just have Shayna come out to bad reputation, wear a kilt, and we can forget about a certain UFC turf. I mean, by turning her into the UFC turf? Yeah, I don't, that's what, that's the problem. How about we just have her come up and she's the only legit fighter without bringing up the other one? Yeah, Trace, I feel like the problem with this, with what you're suggesting here, is that we need her to, uh, we need to follow like actual Riddick rules first. If it's going to be keep what you kill and she becomes Ronda Rousey, she needs to actually kill Ronda Rousey and WWE's not going to do that uh, legally. True. Because the only way I work I mean, they could send her to Saudi Arabia. Am I right, guys? What's next? Wow, just completely dead, dead, deading that. Okay. Oh, um, goddamn right. Fuck that. <laughs> that place sucks. I don't know. Aren't you excited for Friday? I have no idea what you're talking about, John. But Owen, oh, how? John, can you not I have know? no idea what you're talking about. Let's talk about. A great about- thing is a great no. thing is happening. It's uh, oh wait no sorry never mind I forgot that they moved MLW Fusion to Saturday nights now. Yep, you fucked up. No, it's the Impact taping that's happening in Queens that oh. I might go to. Oh, that's... why? I don't know, because my friends are going. Okay, have fun with that. I'm probably not going to go. Yeah, you can. I can think of like ten better things you could do on a Friday than do that. I can't, but, you know. Number one, play Brothers. Nah, I'm good. Damn. Can you name ten better games than Brothers, Owen? Yeah. Impact Wrestling. Nope, that's not a game. It's the ultimate game. It's the game of life. That ain't no game. Point is, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai was really good at the end. Yeah, it's pretty basic. I like the post-match. I don't know that I'd really call it basic. It was good. I mean, it it didn't, like, blow me away. I I won't disagree with that. I mean, I, I still think... I think it was better than than you're giving it credit for, but like I, I won't say that it like really did anything out of the ordinary. There weren't any like really big spots or really cool things as much as just like, yep, EO's really good at doing moonsaults and do good at cool like high flying things and fucking Shayna Baszler will choke the fuck out of you and stomp on your elbow and make it look brutal every single time. Yeah, this was like no Slight on this match, it was the weakest match on an amazing card. I don't agree with that. What match was not as good as this one? Breeze Dream. Uh, I really like that one, but also I really like Tyler Breeze, so I guess that's why I give it the edge. I, hey man, you you know you know my opinions on Breeze is Christ, but like, I will say that yeah, I think that this was the I think that that was the least interesting match on the show. Yeah, also, Trace says, Io Shirai, all her friends are dead. Not Candace. Candace is alive. For now. 
And Kyrie's not dead. She's just in the sad world. That's dead. It's that's Avengers style dead. Oh man. Yeah. She didn't feel so good. Hey Owen. Hey. Remember the women's tag division? Remember when the Iconics won the belts and legitimately since then, outside of that one match against like actual jobbers, they have lost every single match? Yeah. Every match. Even singles matches. Even multiple women tag matches. They've lost every time. Remember how Sasha was right? Remember when Sasha was a WWE superstar? Yeah, I do. Did you see what she did? No. Her hair's not purple, red, whatever it was anymore. Oh, what is it now? Just brown. Brown blackish. Okay. And she said she found herself and she referred to herself as Mercedes. Okay. That's interesting. Or it's a work. Oh, it's totally a work, but it's interesting. Nah. Not really. I mean, I'm interested. Because I'd like Sasha to be good again. I'm down to not give a single shit about the Sasha thing until she comes back or she leaves. I'm down with that, yeah. I don't say that out of malice. I say that out of... I can't keep being upset about Sasha Banks. I just can't. Oh, and I'm not upset. I'm just like, oh, she's doing something. That's interesting. I mean, I'm upset because fuck this company. Yeah. You have one of the best wrestlers in the world and you fucked it up at every turn. And it's not like I'm surprised by it. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? But it's such good shit. It's so her. So her. She needs to talk about it being boss time. It's always boss time. Owen, tell me about your favorite match of the night. Oh, the main event? Fuck. I constantly yelled so many times. What's the name of that the the, the jumping Canadian destroyer that Cole does? Is it Panama the Sunrise? Panama Sunrise. He did so many of those. Yeah. He did one to the floor. Yeah, he did. He jumped off the apron and did it to the floor. Mm-hmm. He did like a jumping DDT through the ropes. Johnny's fucking died for our sins. He sure did. Like, Jesus Christ, this match was like so brutal to watch, and I loved every second of it. And it was the- real tense and real exciting, and had a lot of fucking big moments in it, and just had some really great story of like Adam of like Adam Cole just like thinking one step ahead at every single term. Which is usually his shtick, but usually what happens, which was his downfall last time, was calling his friends when that doesn't work. Can't do it by himself. Except this time he did because he called for his friends fake faking him out because his friends weren't coming. Yep, he he did the right thing of tricking Johnny into thinking he can't do it by himself. Oh, he fucking could. He just threw you off of your game while he took the time to recover and fuck you up. Up, brother. It was so good. Oh my god. Johnny Hubris. Yeah, like I, I was while I was watching this, I was like out with, with with friends doing something, watching on my iPad, and I had to like to stop what I was doing and just watch this match. It was just so captivating. What did you think of the crowd reaction? I, I did not have the sound on, so I could not hear the crowd. 
it was strange because I the heard crowd what was, happened. The crowd was not really into Johnny. Yeah, I heard the crowd was actually booing him and cheering Adam Cole, and that's weird. I mean, at one point they were chanting Johnny Hubris at him. That wasn't just a joke I made up for the for the notes. That was literally what they were saying it to him at one point. Oh, fuck Connecticut. But in a sense, I also kind of get it. Because, look, Johnny's been kind of a dick lately. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he did all that shit. To, and, like, he did all that heel shit to, like, get in good with fucking uh, Ciampa so he could turn on him like that. And that was smart. But he still did it. And his response to and his response to it was kinda like, yeah, I did it, but it was worth it to get to Ciampa. Fucked up. And then that shit that I was talking about a couple weeks ago of him like talking down to Adam Cole in a way that just like makes him look like a jerk. Well, you know how the saying goes. You either die a hero or long live long enough to yourself become the villain and kind of did and it kind of bit him in the ass yeah i don't know i i'm a i just found it strange more than anything it's not like i'm really surprised by it but like i did find it really strange that like the crowd was seemingly so negative on him at first but then i mean by the end of the match like holy fuck they were so into johnny yeah because he brought them around by being the fucking best in the ring yep like Doing the Gargano escape, and, you know, with the injuries, have, just, like, crossing his one leg over the other to give himself the angle to put it on. Mm-hmm. Fucking brilliant. Genius. Mwah. Or when he did the fucking last shot? That was so cool! Yeah. It's really great. This ruled. This match is great. Go watch this match. Yeah, this match rules. And also, it was the perfect way to crown... Adam Cole is the champion. No, no bullshit. Just a straight up great match where he used his smarts instead of some weird bullshit to win. Yep. Did he have a, a moment of potential cheapness with like pretending to call out the era? Yeah, arguably he's still the heel, but like this was a mostly clean victory. This was a pretty much exclusively clean victory. Oh, yeah, totally clean. Unless you really want to like go there with with what I just said, I, and I wouldn't. It was all the better for it. It was great. Loved it. Great main event. Great champion. Baby. And then I didn't watch NXT this week. Well, you shouldn't. It's it's that NXT. They had me again I mean, and Bianca Belair again. Yeah, I was gonna say. To be honest, like, why are you do? I I know that match is gonna be good. It was good the last two times, but like. You literally just did it last week. What are you doing? Rubber match. Yeah, but why not wait a second? Because it was recorded a long time ago. Who cares? Yeah, but they should have done that Yeah, they should have, but they didn't, because fuck it. Also, NXT, it's the only good thing this company does. Also, you know, you know, you actually. But know, you know what? Well, but John, as far as it be the only good thing this company does, it's real fucking good. But John, except for one thing, which is the reason you didn't watch this week's episode of NXT. What's that, Owen? Because Connor Reeves was on it. Oh Jesus! Fuck Kona Reeves. Hey, fuck that guy. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that was actually takeover. A plus, loved it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be real hard for them not to be a contender for show of the year. Yeah. Okay, I, I was gonna say our next thing could be up there, but I didn't. There's only like two matches that really mattered on it. So let's talk about those two matches. Okay then. Because early this morning, because you didn't understand how time works in Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling had the best of the Super Juniors finals. I mean, I do know how time works in Japan. We're th- they're they're thirteen hours ahead of us. Yeah, but you thought it was going to be tonight. Is that sh- it was no? This I just didn't. No, I just didn't know when it was going to air or how New Japan World works and when they put shit up. It's live. You're live. This podcast is live. Best of Super Juniors, John. There were two matches at the end that mattered the most. You watched one of them. I did watch one of them. Because your man, John Moxley, was in it. He's He shares my name. I have to. I'm contractually obligated to like him. Oh, or though maybe I'm actually contractually obligated to hate him because he's encroaching on my brand. Mm-hmm. But he also the point is, he fought the Juice Robinson for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. What's his name? What's the his Juice nickname? Robinson? No. Was Moxley's nickname? Sorry. Let me let me say it as the announcer did in a way that made me so happy. Here comes Death Rider. Can I just say that uh, the the Gino who's doing commentary with the with Kevin Kelly was fucking amazing on the show. I loved him. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. It was my first time hearing him do something, and he was great. He he played such a great heel color guy. I loved it. Yeah, he was really good. I was I was wondering, listening, it's like who's this weird Australian man? He's not bad. Yeah, he didn't go overboard, but also he was really entertaining. Also really oh, yeah. entertaining. Basically everything that happened in this match. Uh, I no. said basically. Okay, I was going to say, there's a spot that I told you about before this. I'm like, I am just not a fan. Well, you know what? That spot would have been really cool if uh, Juice didn't fuck it up. There, I said it. No, Juice didn't fuck it up. No one, just no one caught him. Juice fucked it up because he overshot them. Okay, I'll give you that. That they should have he jumped over them all. It's not their fault. They tried to catch him. He jumped over them. He's he's an idiot. What can I say? That he is, Owen. But a fun idiot. Yeah. Yeah, this match is brutal and a lot of fun and had a lot of really great moments. Um, John Moxley throwing him through like every single piece of furniture ever is good. Mm-hmm. I like them just being like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Red Shoes is just understands that this is a title match. It's going to just fucking end it. Even though he, nobody should be doing any of this stuff. Red Shoes just do Red Shoes th- things. You know, Moxley also, use, I mean, say, also Moxley I mean, in fairness, using, are you going to tell Moxley no? I'm not. You know, Moxley using a chair, Moxley using a table. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Moxley biting your eyebrow over and over again. 
Mostly looking for thumbtacks and not finding them. Yeah, well, I don't know. What stood out to you about this match, Owen? The fucking spot where he didn't get... He landed on the floor, and then he kept wrestling. That spot happened pretty early. Yeah, and then he did the spot where he did the cannonball, and he freaking landed on his tailbone through the... The top of the table onto the bar barricade and fucked it up even more. Yeah, he clearly didn't hit Johnny on that one. Whoopsies. He keep overshooting and injuring his tailbone. Fuck off. Yeah, what what's going on with your depth depth perception there, buddy? You, you okay, Juice? No, his eyes bleeding. You can you can see three D. Hmm. Also, uh, Trace has an update on the. Uh, Gino, the the color commentary guy. He's okay. A, he's an Aussie wrestler, semi-retired, and a member of Bullet Club. All right, then. Too sweet. Uh, in general, what stood out to me about this match on, is that I think Hold that, on. Trace just said something I can't ignore. What did he say? He says, Death Rider. Yep. Yep. Death Rider Jam, let's go. No, death, like, death perception. Cause, fuck. Because you can't see where... Fuck off. What most stood out to me about this match is that I think that John, John Moxley was really fucking... He brought his some strong style shit. He looked fucking great. He was really interesting and fun. I will say that I think that he got, like, he maybe could have paced the match out a little bit better. I think he got a little repetitive at some points of just, like, I'm going to do that spot again where I hit your leg into the, the turnbuckle. And, like, yeah, he, he would put some new spins on it, like when he did, the, you know, the figure four uh, mm -hmm. with him wrapped around the, you know, the post, which uh -huh. was fucked up. But, like, I don't know. I, I felt like there was a little bit of, like, Maybe you could have paced this out a little bit better and had it do, look a little different at times. And maybe, you know, maybe that's just me being weird in particular about things. But, like, I don't know. That stood out to me as I think, something. I think something happened was that he had to kind of, like, ease up on stuff because Drew Robinson's tailbone was shattered pretty much. Mm. So he couldn't, like, just go all the way on him because he was kind of limited because holy shit. But also, then he kept putting him through tables and hitting him with chairs and doing dumb shit. Because he's an idiot. Also, I have an important thing that you haven't brought up. I need to know your thoughts. What yeah, what's you, that, Owen? What did you think of Moxley's uh, ring attire? I like it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Some people were complaining. But I thought, it was, I thought he looked like a wrestler. Yeah, he looks like a wrestler. It, it, I mean, like the, it didn't complement well with the jean jacket, or not the jean jacket, the the leather jacket. I thought it was jeans, fine. But I, I thought, thought it was fine. fine with the vest. I thought it it looked like it it worked. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought the whole thing was fine. Like, is it the most like exciting thing I've ever seen? No, but like he looks like a wrestler, which you know what, considering he used to just look like a fucking weird dude who would come down in like a you know, a cut-off shirt and jeans. Like, yeah, I'm excited to see the transformation from, like, weird John comedy John McClane to an actual wrestleman and that will, like, fuck you up and, like, I'm... Look, let me put it this way, as I kind of put in the notes here. I'm excited to see him as baby Minoru Suzuki. That's a weird comparison I did not think of. 
He he did not like those young lions. Oh, no one does. No one does. But yeah, he went. He was like, "Hey, oh hi, Mister Young Lion," who just like happens to be standing there. Fuck your face. No, he's not the the lady in the in the crowd with the sign. Different kind of fuck your face. Fair. The kind where he punches your teeth out over and over again just because he can. Okay, fair. You know, that's Suzuki-ish. Sure. Not nearly on the level of Suzuki, though. Yeah, but nobody is. True. I uh, Thank God. Yeah, for God's sake. People would die. The world doesn't need that much evil. No, the, the other guy's evil. I actually know Shit. everything is evil. That chair is pretty evil. It's No, that's a darkness chair. Darkness is pretty evil. It is. I'll give you that. John, what's the important thing here? John Moxley's fucking brain buster. God damn. Yeah. And then also he pinned Juice. Yeah, as he should have after that brain buster. God damn. Yeah. And yeah, Moxley's now your new uh, United States Heavyweight Championship. Cool. You know what that means? That he's going to fight at Dominion in a few days? Is he? I hope so. I didn't know if they announced a match for him at Dominion. I don't think they did, but I think they also haven't announced many matches for Dominion. That'd be really cool, since he's in Japan anyway, he shouldn't be on Dominion. But I don't think Juice is recovered enough to do a match. That's what I think. So he does a match against someone else. Who would you put him against? Who the fuck do you think I would put him against? Minoru Suzuki? I hadn't actually considered that. That would be really cool, though. Yeah, I was say, who else? Ishii. No, Ishii has a match. Who does he have a match against? He's fighting for the Never Openweight title against uh, Taichi. Yeah, fuck that, he's already had that belt. Yeah, he wants that belt again. Then fuck Taichi, I hate Taichi. Yeah, but... He did the most heel thing recently. What'd he do? He was in a tag match with uh, Suzuki, and he made Suzuki come out to his music, so Kaz and Nina Ray didn't play. That's pretty messed up, but fight Moxley, you coward. That's where I'm getting at. With, with him with the belt, they should put him in the G1. In the same block as Ishii. Have them does run. That have them run. Get the you in the. Does that get you in the thing? I mean, all the champions are usually in the G one. Was Juice supposed to be in the G one this year? I don't know. He was in the G one last year as the champion. Because here's the thing about the G one: when you when no, you have, I know the whole thing about if if you get pinned at the G one, then you get title uh, shots. Whoever, yeah, whoever pinned you gets a title shot. Because I remember the whole thing of like. Juice took all those fucking pins, and then none of it mattered because lol, here's Cody. Yep. Yeah, I think I would love to see Moxley in the G1 with the t- with the belts and just obliterate everyone, except when he comes to Ishii. When do they announce the blocks? Should be should be this month because the G1 starts in July. That's right, Trace. The G1 starts next month. I hope you're ready. Because for folks listening, Trace and I will be once again doing our podcast for every single G1 show because we're insane people. Oh, and tell me about the last match and let's go home. All right. 
How about I talk to you about Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay, the the finals of the Super Juniors tournament, which was done in the G1 style, which was cool. Hooray! Oh, so also Trey says that uh, the blocks are announced after all participants are announced, so usually a week before. So near the end of June. When it was I guess started. what I was tr- I was trying to ask was when did they announce participants? So I don't know. But I guess I, I, I guess n- near the end of the month. But yeah, Will Ospreay and Shingo Takagi. Here's the thing about Shingo. Since making the jump to New Japan, uh, he's been undefeated. All right then. In the Super Junior Tournament, he was undefeated. He ran the whole thing. That, so I'm that's gonna whole... guess he ain't undefeated now. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Will Ospreay was did so many things to put him away. So many freaking Oz cutters. Like he even did one like onto the ring apron. Damn. Like straight up murder, and Shingo kicked out of everything. This match is one of the best matches of the year. It was non-stop action, so much drama, with Osprey just throwing everything against the wall to try to beat Shingo and nothing working. Shingo throwing everything against the wall against Osprey, and it not working either. Like the commentary were like even like wrapping up the match with some of the pinfalls, like being so matter-of-factly about it, and they still kicked out. It was insane, and it went like over thirty minutes. It went beyond the time that the show was supposed to go. I, I honestly could have seen these two fight forever. There was create one of the, on New Japan World's uh, Twitter. They posted a picture of the. Uh, I'm trying to remember what kind of uh, pile driver it was. Some crazy pile driver on Osprey that looked like it broke his fucking neck. Like these two were just throwing everything at each other and hitting each other as hard as they can. With every move, and oh my god, I just can't go into it how, like, what it was that made this match great. It was everything. I'm so disappointed that you didn't get to see this before the show because you need to go back and watch it. Who won, Owen? That's the thing. Uh, the way it ended was Osprey hit every single finisher he has in succession by, like, just. Continue to hold the person after the move. He he did everything. He did all of his moves all at once. The ultimate finisher and finally put away Shingo and ended his undefeated streak. Hooray! So he he's he got have mis- a very good match when we saw him. Yeah, this was better than that by like a mile. I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me. I love Jeff Cobb. I he's love not- Jeff Cobb too, but it was also the first match on the show. Yeah. It's true, but also remember, Ross Strong and uh, and the Bromay had the first match of their show, and they they killed it. Yeah, but I still can't believe that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Will Osprey has Mister Trophy now, and he's gonna go right after Mister Title. All right, then. And there's a very clear reason why I'm called, referring to them as that. Because Hiromu Takahashi was posting stuff on Twitter teasing being at this show this morning, and he was not there. 
What the fuck? It's fucked up. I, he better show up at Dominion. That's all I'm saying. Because he's got a new cat. That's fucked up. Got a new pink cat with a tongue? How you replace Daryl like that? It's one of Daryl's cousins. It's Naoru. Is that it for New Japan, Owen? Yeah, Dominion's gonna fucking rule. Cool. You wanna know what's on this card? Sure. They have four matches announced so far. Will Ospreay versus Dragon Lee for the uh, Junior Heavyweight title, which is what the... uh, the Super Juniors champion gets. Uh, Taiji versus Tomohiro Ishii for the Never Openweight title. Kota Abushi versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental title. That'll be good. Hell yeah, well, the first one was great. And Kazuchika Okada versus Chris Jericho for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Things that'll be good. What if Jericho wins? That'd be fucking wild. Yeah. Then two AEW guys have New Japan titles. So there you go. Alright. That it for heel turn? No. What are you talking about? There's more. You said you wanted a short episode. I want to talk about one more thing. Okay. I want to talk about the one WWE thing we should talk about. That's the, the Firefly Funhouse. Well, then talk to me about it, Owen. John, you gotta pull up your pants. D- did you do it? No. Pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance. I'm good. He debuted a pig puppet named Huskus. It eats too much. There's a, there a devil Vince McMahon puppet that showed up. And yelled at him for being fat and threatening to fire him. This was amazing. So I'm of two minds on this. Okay. On the one hand, yeah, it was all really funny, really well done. But, like, I don't get it. Not in the sense that, like, I don't... Obviously, it was so fucking obvious what the point was and what they are saying. But, like... The whole thing up until now has been very much like building on the Bray Wyatt character as we've known him and understand him and all this stuff. And this just felt like they were doing a work shoot. And I don't understand how that plays into anything they're doing other than like they just feel like Bray Wyatt can get away with doing a work shoot. And they have, and they have to feel like, well, you know, we got to do some kind of acknowledgement, like because of the whole AEW thing, and being like, oh man, we're shooting taxi, yeah, we're acknowledging that Moxley fucking ripped us a fucking new one because we're having Brave do it in character. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I got it, and I liked it in a sense, but like, there's a part of me that just felt like it seemed kind of cynical. And cynical in a way that, like, it didn't really fly with a lot of the other stuff they're doing. And don't get me wrong, and I'm, and I'm going to get to this when I say that, look, I fucking loved it. It was fucking hilarious and just bizarre and batshit and one of the most, like, out there Adult Swim style shit they've done since the original Fandango promos that I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. Something about it just doesn't sit right with me, and it just felt a little too much like a shoot, or like, you know, a work shoot, in a way that I don't think played with anything else that the Firefly Funhouse has been doing. And I think it also, you know, again, we said it before, but I'll say it again, I think it also doesn't help that, like, they tip their hand in the where this is all going with the fiend. Yeah. They already showed the fiend. It's like, no, that's the thing I want to see more of. Now you're just fucking killing time again. He'll show up. Would you at least suspect it? But John, you, you know, you have all these complaints about this segment and stuff, but you know what you need to do? What's that? Empty your mind. Let's <laughs> erase your mind. Erase your mind. I blame Trace. Trace wrote empty your mind in the chat. Thanks, Trace. I like that part. That was real good. Yeah, I love that. It's like it went from being super obvious and now they pulled back and like now it's being subtle again because you never know when it's going to get like super obvious again. I think it's fun. I like it. Look, again, like I said, I liked everything they did. I thought it was all really funny and really good. But when I take a step back and look at it from the holistic perspective of how this week was so different from everything else that's happened before. And in a way, I appreciate because, again, yeah, like, it being basically a fucking comment on how, like, Vince McMahon just fucking hated him for being fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Again, like, I liked what they were doing. I like where they're going with it. But it just felt out of place to me in a sense with everything else that they've been doing of having it be like actually building on the Bray Wyatt character and this is just not that anymore like unless they're really going to go you know unless they're going to really go deep into how Husky Harris becomes Bray Wyatt and like actually make it canon on television that like Bray Wyatt is his fucking demon spirit that's inside that lives inside of him and, and took over the Husky Harris vessel like he kind of insinuated on Twitter that one time I can see them doing that. But you know what I want to see more of? What's that? I want to see more of that Vince puppet. It needs to be a well, regular don't part. worry, Owen, because I know we'll see more of that Vince puppet. Good. Because my favorite thing on Twitter this week was people taking the gif of the puppet showing up behind the, from behind the door with all the flames and the caption popping up saying, that's good shit. It's good. Some it's, good shit, pal. That's a good shit, pal. It's so you. It's so him. Hey, John? Yep. Now that's it for Heel Turn. Perfect. A production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. It's a website. Go to the website. Or go to our Patreon at Patreon.cool. Yeah. Give us money. There's a new thing up that went up today. Or if you listen to the podcast version, it went up yesterday. And it is for all patrons, not just at the nine ninety nine tier, because that one's going to be me and Trace previewing the G1. That'll be up at the end of the month. But for for everyone that supports us on Patreon, uh, Trace and Oscar talked about Double or Nothing with tracing watching it on pay-per-view and Oscar being at the MGM Grand Garden Arena seeing it in person. And it's a two hours long, it's a great conversation. 
It, it goes places. They bring, Is it? They bring up NASCAR at one point. They like I was saying, is it a great conversation? I mean, Oscar's involved. It, it's actually pretty good. These Those two work together really well, and I really enjoyed it. Also, Trace says that they're doing it again sometime, and uh, I can't stop them. And sure, if if Trace and Oscar want to do an irregular uh, side podcast, that'll be I'll continue to put that up for all patrons. So that's another reason to help support us. Hey, John, where are we on social media? I don't know. We're on Facebook. Search for ProWrestling.com. On Twitter. Uh, it's PWDOTC. Twitter. I Nope. What about your Twitter? Venmo. Nope. I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. At I am John GM on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. We'll be back next week. I have bad news for you, John. What? We'll be back next week on Tuesday. How's that bad news? Because it's going to be late because it's going to be after SmackDown. God damn it. And uh, we'll be talking about WWE next week. We don't have to, though. We can just stop. No. We we found the perfect time to stop. Because they're doing a fucking show for murderers. Whereas, like, the companies that we like are cool. We can yep. just watch NXT and New Japan and be cool forever. No, but this is this is wrestling hell we're actually in, John. I, I hate to tell you this. It doesn't have to be. You just want it to be because you secretly like torturing yourself. That's why you do the fucking Tate's Bakery. John, this is good shit. This is such good shit, pal. It's so you. We'll be back next week. So until then, Venmo and because I need actual therapy for this torture. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.